Hello and welcome to another edition of the Gaming Tadpole. Uh, now with Patrick. Patrick's back. Now last week I had Carl, but it looks like I I guess I'm flip-flopping here between these two guys. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, Carl's got things going on with his uh, work, uh, especially during these times. Uh, and how's, how's that been going? Uh, pretty pretty nuts for me. Um, yeah, not to get too much into work, but uh, pretty nuts because I work in telecom so it's a big shift but we're helping a lot of people who need to work from home because it's kind of my company's bread and butter so that's what i've been doing like crazy for the past six or eight weeks yeah yeah and uh hopefully someday there will be more jobs so i mean i've just seen the unemployment go uh higher uh so yeah that's not that's not stopping anytime soon unfortunately um hopefully if everyone would just behave themselves, we could get through this. But that is that not is not happening. Nope, that's not going to happen. There, there, there are people in the convention, the, the con goers that I know. Yep. I saw photos on Facebook uh, of of people that I, I hold, and I'm not saying their names, sure. but people I hold dear to and respect, and they're out, uh, they're out in parks, uh, drinking in bars. And no, no mass, no yep. distancing whatsoever. Yep. I just, I just happened to drive by um, today. I had to go out and get a couple things, and I drove by. There was a barber shop open near me. There's a massage parlor near me, and while I couldn't see what's going on in the massage parlor, no, no uh, reference intended. The barber shop has completely glass, uh, you know, uh, windows. Uh, you know, the entire front is glass. No one's wearing masks in there at all. So. Yeah. yeah, and and now Alcon is thinking about having a event at the first weekend of July, and I'm like, and I, I get, I mean, they have the best. I mean, they have some de- good intentions with this because they're like, hey, you know, what? we are, we're doing social distancing. Yeah. We're actually going to have less people, and but it's also like, well, why don't you just do an online event? Because you know, there's <laughs> people. Who are, will break those rules yep. as much as you want to enforce them? So the only thing to do is just not, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, just stay home and game. I, I don't know. Just stay home and game. Yeah, just stay <laughs> home and game. That that is what we're going to do today. I mean, that's what I've been doing besides these podcasting because, yeah, Lord knows what else. But uh, so today, speaking of gaming, which that is what the show is about, all about gaming. Uh, today we got on the show so scooby scoob is coming out this week on uh uh on uh demand are you or your wife uh into scooby-doo or is that another i what was it trolls or i don't know i'll say i was back in the day i thought when when i saw your note on this i thought we were going to be talking about the uh, old school game so we're we're talking about the new yeah we are no we 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 are are talking about an old school game that's the thing is the new movie comes out this friday so i thought it'd be interesting to talk about a uh, an old Scooby Doo game that came out on mm-hmm. the GameCube slash PS2 slash yeah. Xbox uh, Scooby Doo Unmasked, yeah. and it actually relates to this upcoming movie in some way. But that yeah. we'll talk about that, and then uh, for the indie game uh, little gem. Uh, so it's a developer that I've actually had relationship with for a while, and that have been working on this game for a while, and it finally came out. It's called uh, Tonight We Riot, and it relates to things that are happening right now, but I'll get into why. Uh, and then we're also going to talk about the Xbox uh, presser that happened recently. It, I mean, it 
happened last Thursday, so you could say maybe this is not as relevant, but I do think so because we could, I mean, we're going to give our thoughts, but also what could all these other upcoming streams could learn from and also not do? Oh, yeah. Uh, Because, yeah, so that is what we'll have on the show today. Uh, And and, uh, like I said, I was going to have, excuse me, I was going to have Carl and Patrick in the same uh, place. The reason why this is not happening is because Patrick lives in Florida and Carl lives in Hawaii. And those are two drastic time uh, changes to get adjusted to. And uh, Carl is a dad and he's got kids to you know uh entertain and all that in the morning so if i was gonna have him on then i would uh, i mean because patrick you have to go somewhere at seven yeah. or something like that uh so yeah unfortunately i i can't have them both on at the same time Not but, right now, uh, but yeah. I will, maybe one day <laughs> yeah yeah but i'll i'm gonna return with uh patrick or i mean uh, sorry i mean Carl, uh, and, and I think what I might do is I might just flip flop between the two. Or I mean, if there is a day that Patrick is not there, and I'll just get Carl. And then if there is a day Carl or Patrick wants to get back on, then you know. Uh, so that I mean, all works out because uh, Carl has his own uh, YouTube channel, so he'll just do more of that. Uh, and actually, the interesting thing is I'm doing this gaming show twice a week, uh, possibly. Uh, consistently i don't cannot confirm right now but i actually have an extra gaming tadpole show on friday that i do with brett's so yeah we did one uh, last week and the reason why i want to mention that because i want to address something i screwed up on terribly and on our last talk of uh, our, our uh, indie game gem i reviewed uh, infinite beyond the mind now, the screw-up that I made is uh, recognizing who is the publisher behind that game. I said uh, Chucklefish all this time, and that, you know, they, they also worked on uh, Starbound, or, uh, no, not Starbound, well, yeah, and uh, Stardew Valley, but actually, the game was from Blowfish, not Chucklefish, and for some reason, I did not have that in my notes with me, so that is something I terribly screwed up on, so I want to apologize to Blowfish Studios for confusing them with another publisher. That will not happen again. So I will say, tonight we riot by Pixel Pushers Union 512, so there you go. That is the actual developer. I did not screw this up this time. Uh, so we'll get into that, but yeah, that's that's something I don't want to keep doing but uh l- i mean luckily it wasn't too big of a deal but uh anyway now well, let's just go ahead and uh get on with the show uh, there's nothing else except that i have three recordings on friday <laughs> uh, so the the pond theater as i mentioned will be reviewing scoob along with uh the cat butthole cut uh i i did actually witness the 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 but the butthole cut of cats so we will be talking about that and well, I'll I'll explain. You're like, hmm, buttholes. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm intrigued. <laughs> Do you did you and Whitney even see Cats or yes. is that even a yes? Oh uh, yeah. So Whitney's a huge uh, musical fan, so she's a fan of the musical. Even though we know that the musical is just on its own, if you've ever seen the musical, not the movie, the the music is all is almost the same in the movie they didn't change too much it's weird it's purposely weird it's the 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 musical is supposed to be weird and artsy and subjective and 
trying to make that actually, you know, doing the CGI with that, of course, was going to be atrocious. So we've seen that uh, once uh, by ourselves and then once on a uh, online uh, movie viewing kind of party. Um, and yeah, it's it's better to watch with people. It's better to watch with other people and and look at and watch the the awkwardness uh, with other people because that movie's just oh, it's a train wreck. It's a train wreck. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not. Uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it. I will say I've seen worse because uh, we we do bad movie reviews every week. I mean, la- last week we did double seven die another day and this week we're gonna do cats and then uh, no the the butthole cut of cats and then also uh barney the dinosaur's great adventure the movie. that one's terrible by the way um but what is what <laughs> is I, I watch a lot of bad movies but what is what is the butthole cut of uh, of cats uh, so I mean does I'm it, gonna get into CGI? more okay sorry you can get into it later I'm just, I've, I've got yeah no I I no, no, I, I will, I will actually. I mean, I'm gonna focus the whole segment on when we get into Friday. But there is an actual uh, production story behind this movie regarding uh, buttholes that were once added into the movie, and that's they had to crunch the heck out of the studio to get rid of that's them hilarious. before releasing it. Yeah, I didn't know. So that. yeah, I didn't know that. I did know that some of the actors. The more were, you know. Yeah, some of the actors were upset uh, because. Uh, their uh, their special special places were reduced in size. Uh, they were they weren't happy about that. Uh, in some of the uh, some of the male actors were you know were not happy. They said it wasn't flattering. Uh, you know the but you're I mean you're supposed to be playing a cat. It's an anthropomorphized cat. Just deal with it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So anyway. That's now funny. we're on to this because yeah. we're, we're talking about games. Yeah, yeah enough of buttholes for now. But <laughs> Scoob, well, Scoob is uh, supposed to hit theaters. Well, that, no, Not no, no, anymore. hit theaters. Yeah. Yeah. No, screw theaters. We're going home, and you're it will. You get to not just watch, but also keep the movie at the day of release for twenty dollars or twenty four ninety nine. That would be twenty five dollars. And yeah, yeah. People, I mean, we've already kind of had back and forth on you know whether or not this is uh, the right price. The funny thing is, uh, so there was another. There was an indie film called uh, "How to Build a Girl," and when it for, when it came out, mm-hmm. uh, it was twenty dollars. And just a week later, it dropped itself to six because it looked at Scoob and like, no, we can't compete with that. So yeah, no uh, that, yeah, I, that is going to be a huge hit, hmm. uh, no doubt. So, uh, I mean, Scooby-Doo has been a character or a franchise oh, since the late 60s, mm-hmm. early mm-hmm. 70s, yeah. all the way to the 2000s. I mean, people have grown up or known about Scooby-Doo in some form or way. There's so many versions of Scooby-Doo. There's still versions of Scooby-Doo. The Boomerang... Boomerang used to be reruns of old cartoons. Now they're producing an original content on uh, some of their uh, properties, such as Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Like, Scooby-Doo has a uh, Scooby-Doo Guess Who. What's funny is I... And I'm going to pull up the clip when you review Scoob, but... Apparently, they even have crossovers of Steve Urkel. I don't even know what the deal is with that. But, uh, I mean, the last Scooby-Doo show I saw was uh, What's New Scooby-Doo, yeah. which I, I liked uh, quite a bit. 
And uh, and then there was one time where they tried to do like a Steven Universe mm-hmm. uh, type Scooby Doo. Uh, so, and I will say, I'm it's... I'm looking forward to the movie. I'm I'm a so I'm, I'm a fan of Scooby Doo, but I'm a, I mean, this is a generational thing. Scooby Doo's been like forever. But if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time that uh, Frank Welker is not playing Fred. Uh, playing Fred. Um, He's played Fred since the beginning. Frank Welker has been one of the most amazing voice actors of all time. You know, everything from Transformers to obviously Scooby, you know, Scooby-Doo. He's playing Scooby-Doo in this, but he's not playing Fred. This is the first time I think that he's not playing Fred in a uh, in animation. Yeah, I I would I kind of get it because I mean the actor he's he's I mean he's aged quite a bit. So uh... he did it in uh, the Scooby-Doo Guess Guess Who series. He was still Fred in that. So he's well, he's but but it in, but it, yeah, yeah, but in but in this new movie, like they're trying to get younger yeah. actors uh, to kind of so like they got uh, Zac Efron yes. being Fred this time. Uh, Will Ford is Shaggy, yeah. and yeah, so I think it kind of makes sense for him to just be Scooby, not the other uh, characters, yeah. because they, yeah, yeah uh, but I mean, it is interesting that he's voiced Scooby no matter what uh, through the beginning, yep. and uh, even in this game that we're going to talk about, Scooby-Doo on Mask, which is interesting, it has all of the voice actors from the show, uh, and what's what's interesting uh, so yeah scooby-doo on mass came out in 2005 uh published by thq mm-hmm. which is now thq nordic and well actually after bought by nordic games you know they but anyway uh and it was a uh 3d platformer what's interesting being that uh scoob is a movie coming out you know about scooby-doo the plot of this game is also a revolving around movies or specifically special effects artists. And Fred so happens to have a uh, cousin named Jets who owns a monsters and magic museum. Uh, not it's kind of like almost a, a monsters parody of LucasArts film. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he's, he wants to visit his friend, but, uh, Jet's just missing, and, uh, Fred doesn't know why, nobody knows why, so, uh, well, you gotta start a mystery to find out what happened to, uh, Jed, and, uh, along that time, along this road, you kind of meet some of these other characters, who, one of them is, was, uh, voiced by Adam West, which is really cool to hear his voice, uh, e- you know, even after his passing. Uh, back in in uh, some other thing, I mean, not back. It's not like he voiced him recently, but I mean, you know, back in two thousand five, yeah. he provided a voice for one of the suspect characters. You know, in Scooby Doo shows and movies, you always get your uh, your cast of su- uh, suspects, and one of them ends up being the culprit. So. It's a mystery to find out what happened to Jed and why are all these, uh, well, why are all the special effects monsters starting to act weird and crazy and attacking people, uh, so or scaring people at least. And uh, yep, it's up to the gang to solve a mystery, uh, old-fashioned Scooby-Doo style, to the point where before you start the game, the intro scene is actually a recreation of the very first uh, Scooby-Doo intro uh, yep. y- opening, and. You, you know, even though you look back at this game, yeah, you could say visually things have aged, but I would say it still looks good for its time because, uh, and it's, it's 
the game runs on the same engine as uh, all the SpongeBob games that have come out. So it, it runs a smooth frame rate, uh, and you know they do as much as they can to make the just to recreate the show yeah. in three D form. Not bad for PS two uh, either. Not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it actually it. I mean, I played it on GameCube, and it actually looks pretty nice for its at time. Like it, it. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not a big graphics. I'm, well, I, I am. What I'm trying to say is. I don't make a huge deal out of graphics to the point where I can't enjoy the game if it looks older than that. Uh, and that, that's why, you know, I go back to some of these old games from time to time uh, see how they hold up. And I'll say story-wise, this Scooby-Doo Unmask uh, is probably one of the unclever uh, Scooby-Doo episodes uh, you know those Scooby Doo episodes where the culprit is actually the very first person you meet, yeah, and yep. <laughs> or even just the one person you meet. It's like, okay, there's not really much of a mystery because I kind of know who the bad yeah. guy is, and I just started the we, game. We've met one. Per- yeah, the, there were so many of the shows where uh, back in the day where it's like we met one person other than the gang, and the rest were you know ghosts or what have you. It's got to be this person. Of course, it's that person. Yeah. But of yeah, course, it's a kid. Uh, it's a kid show. It's a great show, but yeah, it's a kid show. I'm definitely gonna check out Scoob though. Um, yeah, I, I forgot that this came out on on GameCube. I remember it coming out on uh, on PlayStation on PlayStation Two, but I forgot it came out on a GameCube. So you're playing it on an original GameCube? Yeah, I play. I have a I have a GameCube and a PS2 at the house, along with Nintendo 64. So I uh, popped it in, and uh, yeah, it definitely by story it is aimed at kids even the jokes uh like there's uh there's a part where like scooby uh, no uh like shaggy makes a lot of puns on food and uh puns i'm not really crazy about but i'm like okay so they're trying to recreate that 70s show because there's even a laughing track yeah. uh so they they really the people who worked on this game they really studied their homework on what scooby-doo the show is supposed to feel yeah. like so for those saying man this is one of the best gamecube or ps2 games i get it because uh for diehard scooby-doo fans this has everything you need the gameplay it's very much a tr- 3d platformer of the early 2000s in that uh you have a set of worlds to get to and you know with a couple of levels and uh, scooby-doo has a bunch of character costumes and those costumes are different powers uh so y- it's kind of doing the same thing as say Rayman 3 or uh what there's there were so many platformers back in the early 2000s where they they had this gimmick of here we're gonna wear a suit or we're gonna wear a power up and it's gonna give you these new moves and all that yeah so although in this one there's only like three and uh you kind of need them a little bit uh there there are certain areas where hey you know what uh i need to open there's this breakable wall so i'm gonna use the kung fu scooby or hey you know what i need a in order to access get to that this platform or platform i had to shoot this target so you get the bow and arrow scooby and then the gliding scooby which is you want to get from a far area then you can go up on a you know on a wind lift and then just glide through as a as a video game oh and, and then there's another thing so for collectibles, because uh, that's another thing with uh, 
you know, platformers of like 2D and 3D. The the collectibles in this range from food, which you would go in, in the hub world of each of these different levels. You go to uh, you collect food and then you uh, take it to Shaggy, and uh, Shaggy would actually make up these meals that would also increase your health. So there is some gameplay benefit to that. Other collectibles, there's like this coin that will permanently upgrade the one suit that you've got and there's only like one upgrade for each and pretty much most of the upgrades are very easy to find there's some that are tricky so they do have that thing of okay you can, if you want to go back in 100 percent uh because this game is also really short i beat it in just a couple of hours but i'll say as a platformer it's just all right yeah because uh it's not doing anything special that the the other 3d platformers have in fact uh rayman 3 did this whole like costume ability thing a lot better i felt and uh the 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 platforming just kind of feels generic a bit because the the challenge i mean the the levels are just they don't feel like they don't feel as authentic to scooby uh do as like or what i'm trying to say is that while the the story and the presentation is all very much like the show, when you get down to the gameplay, you could replace Scooby Doo with any other mascot character. It would feel kind of the same. Yeah. Uh, like there's nothing about the game the ga- gameplay itself that feels very much uh, in in true to the show. Yeah. And the gameplay is more the, to there for gameplay sake as opposed to furthering the actual uh the actual story or or theming yeah yeah because it it would be really interesting if like because the the scooby-doo is all about solving mysteries so you could almost treat this like a detective game and you could play around with so much with that and i think there are some scooby-doo games that do more of a you know detective or uh, exploration adventure game but this is just, you know, a straightforward platformer, uh, and a lot of the, you know, a lot of the levels, they just feel out of place to a Scooby-Doo show or movie. It's just like, okay, we're in, let's let's say, for example, we're in a, uh, a, the- a theme park, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, you're going to have the roller coasters, but then you're going to get to a part where the roller coasters turn into or go into this cave and there's just a bunch of uh clown balloons to jump on and it's really just there to okay here's somewhat of a platforming challenge but also this game isn't really that hard it's actually very easy uh i've beat like most of the boss fights in just a blink of an eye yeah but what I find really funny, though, is, like, once you beat these boss fights and they turn out to be, you know, suspects working with the main suspects, uh, they, they they would catch this person and they, you know, they would say the traditional thing, I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you meddling kids and that Meiji dog. But then they they turn around and talk about, okay, gang, let's hear about, uh, let's talk about what we need to do next and everything. No one's watching the guy behind it. He could just run. And I was like, wow, these these criminals, they're kind of respectful. It's like, oh, you caught me. Well, I'm going to jail. Like, okay, nobody cuffed you or anything. You could, you could run away. Yeah. And they would never find you. But 
I mean, these these bad guys and the, the Scooby-Doo, I don't know if, I don't remember if this is with the Scooby-Doo show, but, no, Sco- man, these bad guys are very polite. They almost got hauled <laughs> off by the cops in the in the show. Like, you'd have police officers who, who'd, like, apprehend them, or, or someone would appreh- would hold them. Uh, but, yeah, they, so that's, that's kind of funny that they, they didn't have any animated, uh, you know, anyone taking them out, or even, like, you know, Fred and, and someone walking, walking the person out, but... No, yeah. no, they 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 don't like they they remove the mask and I mean the animation is pretty good and like again they as much as they can to make the 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 uh, you know to make the game feel like the show uh, but it's just that you know e- each of these people they've uh, defeated there's it's just the it's just the gang and them and then occasionally there'd be like another person walking in. Telling that either they were part of the they were part of the scheme yeah. or they were uh, victims or whatever and it, yeah the the guy's just hanging out with them he's like oh man well I guess I'm my plans are fooled I'm like well <laughs> I, you could run I'm not even gonna fight this <laughs> no like, I just gave uh, yeah and after beating it because the 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 boss fights they're okay. Uh, I would say they, they they again this game kind of taking formulas away from like you know known again with the Rayman three and there was even a bit of Crash Bandicoot with the the second boss kind of reminded me of the uh, Crash Warp yeah. uh, what's that guy uh, Tango or yeah. that that crocodile uh, or half crocodile uh, guy but. The, yeah, the boss fights just aren't that exciting, and especially the final one. Oh my gosh, the final one was tedious as heck. I was yeah. just like, oh my gosh, because uh, I, I just had to hit this little uh, robot uh, aerodactyl with uh, uh, with lights uh, over and over again, and like the health would just go by just a little bit. I'm like, come on, if you die, then you have to restart the whole bo- boss fight part again even though if you die there's no like lies or anything so you do have checkpoints but it's like but they are still they're still far but yeah after i beat it i just didn't feel like uh doing 100 percent because i like yeah i i just never i wasn't i didn't feel too thrilled playing this it felt all right i mean it's great to play a 3d platformer and i do think that there are some scooby-doo games that could be be interesting to you know do an hd remaster since thq nordic is doing that with spongebob mm-hmm. uh so that would actually be really cool but yeah if, if you're not really it really into scooby-doo uh then i mean it's not really a game to kind of worth digging yeah you know digging around for uh it's it's just all right i give it enjoyable yeah 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 so if it's just that, then I may not uh, go back and play it. I am going back and playing some N64 stuff, but uh, or soon I'm going to be. But um, yeah, you really, I really have to take my time to, or I have to uh, be careful about what I dive into because you know I don't have as much time as I used to have to you know to play uh, constantly. So it's like, do I do I want to take the time to uh, to go explore all these retro games? I'd love to, but you know, don't have time for all of them, unfortunately. Yeah, well, I'll say that I I have uh, I have some uh, N sixty four retro reviews coming up on a future show, but there are some great, there's some fantastic N sixty four games. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so I mean, definitely that that console still has some gems on it. Actually, some 
but I mean that that's for another show. But yeah, Scooby Doo Unmasked. It was it's pretty much something that was just for the fans and not really anyone else. It's not a bad game by any means, but. Uh, oh yeah, and the combat is not great. Like you're just kind of smacking, and uh, there's some, there, there's some. It, it it feels like even though Scooby Doo can put on these costumes, there's a delayed uh, reaction when Scooby Doo's doing uh, his kung fu moves versus just Scooby Doo whacking his tail. Yeah. And uh, the, yeah, the enemies are just uninspiring. It just again, it it, it really relied so much on the authenticity of its presentation to keep itself going uh and the rest of it is just yeah but yeah it's all right that's not a bad game yeah not not one of the best games on the gamecube i'll just say right there yeah or ps2 <laughs> anyway now on to our next uh topic or game that would be uh tonight we riot by pixel pushers union 512 see i got it right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I've had an, in- an interesting history with this game in that I actually hung out with the developers behind this. Oh, cool. uh, they they were at South by Southwest Gaming. And South by Southwest Gaming and I think it was DreamHack, they have a... They, they just have a huge, huge aisle after aisle of indie games and upcoming games. It's like being an E3, but probably not as pricey. Uh, and there were so many indie games. Uh, like, I could not... There was over, like, I think 60 or 80 indie games. And, and awesome. that one Austin connection. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And uh, these guys are actually based in Austin, Texas. So uh, it was interesting to, you know, uh, sit on a couch and uh, try their game out Uh four or six years ago. So this game was in development for a while and finally came out today. Uh, and it was been also going through, like, trying to find who the publisher be. Because for a while it was with uh, New Blood, mm-hmm. which uh, they're known for... Uh, they're known for those uh, retro shooters like uh, Dusk and uh, Admin Evil, like throwbacks to Quake and Doom and all that. They were the original publishers for this. And then, I guess... They were trying to figure out who uh, who would uh, you know publish uh, the game because this isn't actually published by New Blood now, but uh, yeah, so they were trying to figure out what to you know how to get this game out because I, I every time I went to New Blood, I kept asking, "Hey, what about tonight we ride?" And they're like, "Yeah, it, we're we're still trying to figure that one out," but now it came out under a new uh, under a new roof, mm-hmm. but it's here. And here on the Switch and PC, too. I uh, played on the Switch. I got a review key from these developers themselves. And uh, and it already has its pricing points, so it's $15. But this this game right here is, uh, as they describe, an unapologetically leftist uh, strategy game. What I mean by that is, if you are a conservative, this game will piss the heck off. <laughs> piss you the heck off. Trigger. Uh, yep. Yes, it, you will be triggered. And if you are a leftist, you will jack off to this game. Like, <laughs> this, 
they they do not make it subtle with their political beliefs or uh, political messages because the whole premise of this game is you know the economy is in shambles like it is right now yep. uh run by an evil uh businessman who so happens to have a fancy yellow hairdo hmm. uh he's he's totally not a reference to trump and he's totally doesn't have a suit on him just like a, a trump uh, and, you know, they talk about how uh, black guys had to drive uh, for, you know, party uh, white, white white privilege. There was 420. Uh, so it's like, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of political messages and just a slideshow. Yeah. And uh, then all these workers are like, you know, what? we're tired of being abused. So let's riot. And from there, it just goes into what the game is. And that is a. Uh, a, uh, I guess I would say a political Pikmin, because mm-hmm. uh, so you have a you have a leader, and that leader basically uh, is surrounded by a growing group of uh, union workers, and basically you're just going from uh, you know left and right, sl- uh, killing the crud out of uh, security. Which are either robots or uh, uh, police officers, or not not like police officers, but like SWAT soldiers, mm-hmm. and then later even uh, lum- lumberjack <laughs> uh, uh, people with uh, uh, people with chainsaws, and even like mutated monsters. So they they go from having a very blunt political message to just getting crazy with itself. Yeah, and yeah, you kind of. Uh, you know, like Pikmin, you can tell them, hey, go here, or come with me, or go there, mm-hmm. come with me. And uh, you have a range of weapons, which range from, at, at the beginning, you have, like, fists and bricks to throw at, uh, along with uh, Molotovs. But each level, you basically have a star system, and that's just based on how many people survive uh, at the end of the level. And usually they're very forgiving on it. Like, if you lose a couple of people, that's fine. Uh, if you got enough people... Yeah. It'll tell you at the end uh, how much you need. And if you get, like, three stars and you unlock a uh, new weapon or a new perk, that will pretty much be very helpful to you in later levels. Yeah. And, I mean, that's kind of the whole part of the game. You go through a couple levels and then end it with a boss fight. The, the funny, the weird thing is that the, the, the world map is actually a political version of Super Mario World. So they're, they're doing, they're taking a lot of liberties here with just the, just the themes. Even though the gameplay is relatively simple, because outside of that, that's kind of it. Uh, there are, I mean, it does... It does change. There are some things that'll change up. Like there's, uh, there'll be a uh, car chase where you'll be on a, you'll be on a truck, and you'll have like a, a back turret, and you have to, you know, dodge some obstacles or jump through some uh, ramps. Uh, so it, I mean, it isn't all just on foot, but for the most, most of the time, uh, you know, you're going through the level, and every. Uh, area you'll pass by uh, it's uh, a uh, room full of uh, union workers who are ready to be a part of the be a part of the revolution and you know you, uh, in the, the switch I think it's the B or it's either the A or the B but you just kind of call upon them and then you your uh, your crowd increases which the bigger the crowd means the easier it is for you to take on you know uh, a horde of enemies that you'll be fighting later yeah. and uh yeah the, the 
the combat, while being simple, it's very much on its strategy. Because you could say, hey, you know what? We just need you just need a lot of people and just overrun the enemies. But that's actually not always going to be the case because there's going to be some booby traps. So you have to kind of you know steer your crowd away from possible dangers that could wipe out almost everybody in just an instant. Uh, and that, that was like with uh, World Three with the uh, can or the caution canisters that will uh, you know if you break them then they'll unleash a monster. But nothing is too hard. I never felt the game was too too much uh in fact i actually beat the game almost unlocking everything uh so and another thing is it's also a two-player local co-op i have not been able to experience local Mm co-op but you can play through the game with whitney if you want yeah it would probably make for an interesting experience uh considering you know it's about bringing different crowds but uh i found the game to be very as as Political heavy as it is, I found the game to be very adorable. Uh, you know, pretty enjoyable. It's uh, it, it it plays around with familiar formulas and it does it pretty well. I would say the only thing that is not done well is sometimes the enemy or the player or not the player, the uh, union worker AI. They can. Uh, they can be in the middle of a fight, and if you try to call them back, uh, they'll still be fighting. Okay. So, uh, for for until they're done, so there there is kind of a delay in sometimes in uh, how they can. Uh, which there's only a couple parts where that's been very frustrating, but so long as you 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 are given enough time to kind of look at what's ahead of you before you start fighting those enemies, uh, and then decide okay. Do I want to throw a bomb at this crowd so I can reduce the amount of people I have to go through? Or, you know, do I want to throw axes from a distance? So once you get a lot of these upgrades, a lot of these additional weapons, you got more things to play with. And, uh, which makes the game even more enjoyable. And it is short, I'll say. After beating it, you do get an endless mode, which that's for those who want to achieve a high score and play through basically a roguelike mode. So uh, there is some post-game incentive, but for the most part, uh, what you see in those amount of levels is, you know, all. But I had a pretty good time. I would say that the, the AI could use some work, but... It wasn't the point where I, I felt like it was the game was being unfair because uh, it always threw different challenges at me. It's, you know, there there'd be uh, flying drones, uh, and then there'd be heavy SWAT soldiers, and it always I would always kind of think like, okay, so how do I get through this part? And if, if you fail, you do restart the the level, but the levels they are really short, so it isn't like you know you're having to go through a huge process again you're just like okay what do i what do i do to fix the mistake that i've made before yeah yeah i was but, saying, uh, it reminded me almost like uh you know of, of the gameplay that i saw so I, I didn't get to play it but it reminded me of of uh watching the gameplay and some of the uh the trailers and everything like a mashup of pikmin like you mentioned like pikmin meets odd world in regards to the political messaging of, I don't know if you played any of the Oddworld games, Abe's Odyssey and all that, but uh, obviously that's more of a passive uh, game, but the political message of, you know, uh, of 
taking down these giant corporations that are destroying the the individual uh, you know individuals' lives. So that's kind of how I felt about it. It's pretty. It seems pretty cool though. No, it it is, and uh, the art style is actually really. I mean, the the art style is pretty pixelized, but. There is some bit of 3D that they play around with. Like, some of the crates, you can move them around, and they actually move in sort of like a 3D angle. So it's kind of cool, the, some of the things they play around with. And, uh, yeah, like, the later levels it, it gets, like, the more things it throws at you, and uh, the more, you know, the more strategy elements go into play. Even though, by and large, the game is very simple and easy to pick up and pl- play. It isn't... There isn't a lot of complication. There isn't a whole lot of commands to do or all that, uh, which, you know, some people might say, yeah, I would want more. But the way the game is designed, it kind of works with just being simple. And uh, I, I would imagine playing it in co-op would be even more fun. I don't even know what the the, the, the local co-op is like because I, I never really experienced it that way. But yeah, I, I had a pretty good time with it. it. I mean, if yeah, if you're into Pikmin and Oddworld, this is kind of an interesting blend between the two. And it's not, I would say, even though it's very heavy on its politics, it's not very subtle. Uh, it also does it with satire and i mean the whole plot pretty much acts like an anime like every time you beat a boss fight the uh knockoff donald trump is like you may have foiled my plans this time but i'll get you the next and he, there's even like an animated villain chuckle as he pushes the button and he just blasts off like team rocket so it's you know it's very silly uh, and it has fun with itself, and uh, I, I had a good time playing it. Yeah, it's is it not my top ten favorite games of twenty twenty? No, but I, I mean, you're looking for you're something just something that I mean in these times, something that would address political messages, but also bring a smile to your face. And yeah, I, I would I would definitely recommend tonight we riot. Good but stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. So that leads us to the presser, which is the, the well, I wouldn't say presser, but the Mic- Microsoft Digital events mm-hmm. uh, that happened this past Thursday, which you wanted to uh, talk about, and uh, I saw as it uh, came up, and I did not focus on the reaction to it until a little bit later. First off, I actually want to know, what is what is your thoughts on this Microsoft presser that happened Thursday, which is was them to display the latest uh, third-party games that will be coming to yes. Xbox One X and Xbox One. Yeah, so I've, I've, got, a, I've got quite a few thoughts on it. The, um, to start off, they did stay, say, like you mentioned, we're talk- that it was third-party stuff. It was not first-party. They would not be showing Halo or any other first-party until July. Um, there's a lot of caveats. You have to like that they front-load into this presentation and into the Xbox Series X. We're not going to have anything that is that is exclusive to the Xbox Series X for at least the first year and a half of the game of its of its being in existence. Which means if you have an Xbox One X right now, the new Halo game you're going to be able to play. You'll be able to play any other games that they launch, any third party, first party, any of it. None of it's going to be uh, exclusive to an Xbox Series X. You'll be able to play it on your Xbox One X. That, the so, interest. That yeah. you have to kind of like think about it in that case. So then you have some 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 specific wording that's used because they can't say exclusive to Xbox Series X. They're talking about optimized, 
optimized for Series X is what they mentioned. They won't talk about anything exclusive to Series X. They may talk about exclusives to an Xbox, but not to their new next-gen platform. That's the most interesting thing about this. Well, one of the most interesting things about it. Yeah, the funny thing about that, mm-hmm. uh, the most... The the most the, the games that of that I, I saw there that I'm the most excited for that would be Playism's Bright Bright Memory Infinite. Yep. Uh, there's Scorn, yeah, Bloodlines Two, of course, and also Dirt seems pretty cool. But the interesting thing about all those games is not only are they not exclusive to Xbox One Series X or PC, they're not really exclusive, period. Yep. Because you can actually look up on uh, Metacritic and see that Bright Memory Infinite is slayed for PS4 and PS5 as well. Mm-hmm. Same with uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Uh, Dirt has always been multi-platform. Uh, and Scorn is also not Xbox One Series X yep. exclusive. Uh, so that is something to keep in mind as well, which uh, that is something that uh, Xbox has had been giving big criti- big criticism towards. Uh, yep. Well, that and they, they said that this uh, show, they, they said at the very beginning of the show, they tweeted, uh, tweeted about this. They said that they... They, and they literally made a joke about it saying, we listen to the intertubes, or sorry, the interwebs. They literally made that joke. We listen to the interwebs. We're going to be showing all gameplay. Everything here is going to be gameplay in-game engine. What we got was barely any gameplay. Specifically, the X, uh, and Valhalla was supposed to be the first look at gameplay on Valhalla, uh, on the new Assassin's Creed. And we got s- tiny bits of gameplay interspliced with cinematics, all of the cinematics were in engine, but they were not gameplay. So we didn't get to see gameplay, even though the whole event was supposed to be about gameplay. Um, and they have apologized about this since. I'm wondering if uh, if some people didn't quite get the memo about what was going to be presented. So when they got the packet, when they got the video packages, they uh, from these companies that they were not. Uh, what they expected, like even the medium, the medium, uh, sorry. Yeah. The medium had the most gameplay out of any of these shown. And it was not shown during the initial, uh, showing of it. It was shown during the interview, uh, Madden. I think it ended up having, I think it was less than five seconds of gameplay was actually shown in Madden. Uh, and then same thing with, uh, with Valhalla, someone, someone literally cut out just the gameplay and was like all we got i think it was less than a minute of gameplay in uh, in the whole presentation that's the biggest problem in this uh and i could i mean i could go uh on to any of these and what i think about them uh but the biggest part was you said you're going to show us gameplay you didn't the the xbox series x is not going to have exclusives to it like you mentioned half uh, not half but mo- a lot of the games that they showed are not exclusive to even xbox why why buy the console why, like, the Xbox and Microsoft need to show me why I should buy an Xbox. I have an Xbox One X. I have a PlayStation 4. Should I upgrade my Xbox One X? Because right now I don't see a reason to, and they're not showing me a reason to. I think that's the biggest disservice right now what's going on with Microsoft is I don't, I don't see why I should get a new one. PlayStation, we know we're going to get exclusives with P- PS5, but we don't know about Xbox. Or we know we're not going to get one for a year and a half, yeah. 
Well, that, but that's also the thing is we don't have a we, we don't even have any clue about the PS5. I mean, we have had very we've had a presentation about some of the technical aspects, yep. which has been again they even that they've been a little confusing. But uh, yeah, we we haven't even we don't know what the launch exclusives or the PS5 is yet. We it, that that's been like in the dark uh, for I have no idea what's going on with that, but. Maybe, well, I, w- I was going to say that maybe the reason why is because of COVID-19 slowing down production, but they actually already had this to be the plan before all this happened. Yep. So, I it, actually, no, I, I want to go back and say the Sense, uh, which is the top-down cyberpunk shooter, that looked pretty cool. Now that, yeah. that was actually, that's actually Xbox One ex- exclusive. Uh, they did later say that in a report that this is exclusive to the Xbox One Series X. So yeah. there is one game there, but... Uh, Which one? Yeah, The, the Ascent. Okay, hold on. I yeah. thought that was on Xbox One as well. I'll double check. Uh, well, I, I saw a, I saw a uh, news article where it said, yes, this was a Xbox One Series X exclusive. <laughs> Although they, 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 they could rule out the fact that it might be on PC as well. It's, that's another thing. It's coming out on Xbox One as well. Xbox okay. Series X right, and Xbox mind. One. Yeah. So that's what I was waiting for some third party to, to, to drop that. Because at any point, you know, a third party could say that. But X, Xbox and Microsoft have been saying, hey, this is exclusive. This is exclusive. But I'm sorry, they, they, they usually say that. But now they're not able to. So Xbox One... That the, the the current generation of Xbox One has been lackluster in regards to exclusives. It's still the most powerful console. It's more powerful than my PS4 Pro. The games look better on it. But if I want to play something first party, or sorry, if I want to play uh, first party games, there's only a handful on Xbox. And if it's multi-platform, you can play it on you know, obviously on, on either. Xbox doesn't have very many exclusives now. I'm waiting for you know New Halo, but the New Halo game is going to be playable on my Xbox One X. Uh, the ascent is all the every game that I've looked up, um, and they've been saying they. That's why they're using the words optimized for Series X because they can't say they don't want to say exclusive to Series X. They're saying optimized to Series X, which means obviously it's going to load faster. The game is going to look better. But if you just want to still play the game, you're going to be able to play it on the other. So, are people going to want to drop five hundred dollars on a quicker load time? Maybe, so- maybe not. Well, they've. I mean, there are some other features too besides yeah. that. But they did also mention that you get it on Xbox One, you get it on Xbox One Series exactly. X. Exactly. That's a that's a big that's a big advantage that they've got. And Sony hasn't responded yet whether or not they are going to do that too. They already screwed up on the backwards compatibility because everybody was or there was so many rumors saying, "Hey, you what? You get to play all of your PlayStation games." That was the rumor. On, yeah. As well. Yeah. They and, did say PlayStation. 5 will be backwards and compatible to most PlayStation 4 and I think it's probably going to be similar to what happened with Xbox which is they basically have made it available they've made it uh, available but if the deve- it's going to be up to the developer to tweak it and get it to work right so all the backwards compatible stuff that Xbox has done for Xbox which is freaking amazing by the way uh, the Xbox One to Xbox 360 to X- original Xbox backwards compatibility uh, they had to go back. It's essentially they didn't want to straight up emulate those games, so they had to go to they went to the developer and said, "Hey, 
take your game, make it run, port it to a, a version that will run on Xbox One, which is why there are certain games that are not backwards compatible, because otherwise they could just say, all right, we're just going to run an emulator on the Xbox One that'll emulate your previous games. I, if PlayStation did that for like certain PS3 titles or something to that effect, that would be interesting. Or PS2. Or yeah. PS2. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I would. I want to. I want to see that because I have. Um, I have my PS3. I have my Wii U. I don't have them hooked up, but I have them in my in my uh, in my closet. So if I want to play a PS3 game that I can't play on PS4, I have it. But man, that's a that's not as convenient as just having my PlayStation in the in the living room and just playing whatever I want. Um, and Nintendo and others have shown, and even PlayStation's proven this. If you look at their digital uh, their their uh, their digital library. If you give us a game uh, digitally, uh, like PS3 had a ton of PS1 and PS2 titles, they made a ton of money on that. Like, let do the same thing with the PS5. Let us buy PS3, PS2, PS1 games and play them on my PS5. Um, PS3 is the biggest uh, hurdle when it comes to that. The PS1 and PS2 can easily be done. PS3, in, its, in regards to its cell technology, it's harder. But... Um, but I would... Well, yeah. they kind of already done it a little bit. Like on the PS4, there is the PS2 to PS4 section yeah. where there, there are yeah. actually a selective number of mm -hmm. PS2 games yeah. that not only are ported on PS4, but they are actually enhanced. Yes. Like, I, uh, they're running at, yeah. I want yeah, they're to running, all transfer onto my yeah. PS5 is what I want. Yeah. yeah. And PS3. I want full-on PS3... Uh, even even better if, if PlayStation would do it at what Xbox does because if you if you have an Xbox uh, One Xbox One X Xbox anything but the S if you have any Xbox One you can put in a disc from 360 or from Xbox and it downloads the 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 digital version of it to play on your Xbox it still wants the disc to be able to verify that you own it. But that means if you want to play some Mass Effect or you want to play Bard's Tale or whatever you want to play, you can put the disc into your Xbox One and then it will launch a, a, a version that's optimized for your uh, for your console. I want PlayStation to do that. So that way I can put in a PlayStation 1 game, PlayStation 2 game. They are readable. It can see what, what the game is, then download a digital copy. I would love that because Xbox has totally got that set. Yeah, so that that's something they got to figure out because they're still yeah. trying to bank on PlayStation now and that hasn't been taken off as much as they want to. Like I try to get on PlayStation now, but I, I, I lose connections so fast. Really? What's your speed? PS now. What's your speed? Uh, it's really bad. Okay. Uh, it's it's like it's like maybe a few megabytes or so. Okay. But uh, I'll say that I'm still able to play games online just fine. So I it would it's really weird how I can't stream uh, PlayStation now. Yeah, your upload and download uh, so. for that. I want to say they recommended at least fifty. Um, 50 down uh, and see your upload doesn't really matter as much it matters but latency matters more than anything else when it comes to that yeah. uh, but latency and download yeah okay yeah but yeah but i i think that that's the that's what all, the struggle that a lot of people aren't realizing is that uh from a uh from an internet standpoint you know uh this one of the reasons i mean there's a lot of reasons but uh, google stadia uh, didn't do as well as they wanted it to do, and um, Xbox uh, X Cloud, uh, as they're they're going to be coming out with, uh, which is you know streaming games off of uh, Microsoft servers. If you don't have a decent, uh, if you don't have a, a, 
I'd say a adequate connection, then you won't be able to, to play these streaming that way. You'd have to use a regular console. And you, I mean, you, and you're not, you're not out in the sticks where, where you live. So it's kind of surprising that the, the speed isn't as good, but I know people who are in more of like a rural area and they're, they're on like DSL. So they can't, they can't run any of this, uh, like the streaming. They can run Netflix barely, <laughs> but it's not 4K Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I live out in the middle of nowhere, and in my neighborhood, the connection's not okay. really that great. I didn't think uh, you, so... I didn't realize you were out in the middle of nowhere. I thought I thought you were uh, you're relatively close to residential, you know, kind of. No, no. Now. Okay. No, no. I and I'm and at this moment, I'm glad I'm not. But uh, yeah. except for this, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, that's kind of the thing is that the games that I'm looking for the most are the ones that showed off gameplay and are also not even exclusive to Xbox One Series X. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, uh, and the funny thing with Valhalla is they spent more time talking about the... the uh, it, it, so they don't have a full gameplay reveal, like a gameplay yep. demo of the game. But they've already, they've already like gone through the the pre-order bonuses the uh season pass uh, and talked about things you could experience in the dlcs and i'm like okay uh they they talk maybe a little bit about what you can experience in the games but still like when the trailer came out and why i was just disinterested in it uh it's not because you know it's assassin's creed but well i mean mostly it's that the, these games, or the at least the Ubisoft is like they are. They put you know the business side of it first. Like uh, I can I can pre-order the gold version of the game, but I'm like, okay, what what's the gameplay like? Uh, oh wait, you can get uh, all these different editions. I'm like, yeah, but and... I like I, I need to know about the gameplay. I mean, I love that the boats are in it because like one of my favorite things in Assassin's Creed was like Black Flag and being able to, you know, to sail on that. So I'm happy about that. But show me what 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 is different about the gameplay on this than uh, you know, what have we have you have they improved on? Um I and we heard a little bit about the the settlement uh that you'll be able to um you know that you'll be able to manage and grow. Like I I, I thought that we were gonna see uh gameplay and I, I mean I'd love I'd love what like a Bethesda style deep dive, like they did uh, last E3, which I still hate that we're not getting an E3. But give me like a thirty or forty minutes, like of the developer showing, hey, here's the gameplay, here's some gameplay of the of combat, here's ship stuff. Oh, how now we're going to our settlement. Look at how I can manage these different things and make sure these people are happy or build this because that's apparently part of this game. That's really cool. Show me that. And I really didn't. I didn't get to like see any of that. I'm. Yeah. Well, yeah. one of the. It's not even like the the ones that didn't show gameplay or the ones that I was disinterested in. But like, there's a horror game with the composer of Sound Hill. And I was like, oh, that is really cool. What's it like? Oh, well, we got the composer from Silent Hill. But what's it like? It's gonna have I don't music. Know. Okay. Um, well, it's it's a horror game, and okay, that I mean, I, I would I kind of figured that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I am I am the target demographic for that game, and I was like, I don't know, like I love horror games, I love um, I love horror games, and to me, this almost reminded me in regards to some of the feel, reminded me of Alan Wake, which is quasi horror. Um, I guess it would be considered horror. It didn't have jump scares, but 
I was thinking that all they kept saying was she's a medium and this is really interesting and uh, and there's different worlds. I'm like, okay, but like is is like what is actually happening in the plot? You can tell me what's happening in the plot without giving away too much. Tell me why this mystery matters. Like, uh, and I don't feel like I got that. And the interview, the interview made it even worse. The interview was was hard to follow and confusing. Um, yeah. And I and I'm saying that not because not because of the accent. I work with people all around the world, and I don't have problems with that at all. I understood what he said. He just wasn't getting to any point. He was just meandering, and I feel like they either picked the wrong person or they should have. They should not have had it as an interview like this. They should have, especially with this, it's not a real live interview. They could have mocked this up. They could have edited his responses in a way that made it really terse and really, really poignant. They didn't. I feel like there's, I feel like quarantine has made it so people, people aren't in a, in a room together. So they just assume, oh, well, he's working on this and it'll be fine. And then maybe, maybe they recorded it and they looked at it and went, crap, we don't have time to redo this. I don't know. I just feel like it wasn't quality. And, and yeah. speaking of not, speaking of not quality, the very beginning, there was a, a green screen. Uh, it was the, their head of marketing. And it, the guy was making a joke about, um, about his fridge. Cause, and it was, they, I don't know if you saw the meme cause they took the Xbox uh, one series, Xbox series X and someone made it uh, look like a refrigerator and it posted it online because because it looks like a refrigerator. So he had that photoshopped behind him, and it, to make it a joke. But his green screen looked terrible. Like my green yeah. my green screen techniques work better than that. And like this is the head of marketing in Xbox. You didn't have anybody help you seriously. <laughs> like, well, uh, so the, I mean, this pretty much brings out to. You know what? What could these uh, these uh, next? Actually, even this week, the next uh, streamed uh, event is going to be Sony's Share to Play. They actually just uh, announced we're going to have a new Share to Play, their own, you know, Nintendo Direct, and it's going to have a lot of Ghost of Tsushima in it, and uh, it's actually going to yeah this Thursday. So, I, I mean, and and then as far as like big press events, they got the, even though E3 is not happening, there's still an E3-ish event happening in June online. Yeah. Ubisoft is going to have their own uh, press events, so maybe that's why they're holding off on saying anything about saying anything more about uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and uh, you know Microsoft as they're going to have in July. So I mean, the real takeaway from this is just show us stuff, like not. Show more than tell, because there was a lot of telling, a lot of talking, that most of it didn't seem, you know, very um, important to the game itself. Yeah. Uh, like, even when they were talking about Assassin's Creed Valhalla, there was a little bit where they are like, hey, you know what, we're going to make the game smaller so you don't have as many fetch quests or anything. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Uh, and then they just went on to talk about, you know, how excited they are for the game. And I'm like, that's, that's fine, but... Let's kind of keep things going here, and uh, so I, I'm I'm hoping that changes because uh, we got we actually got a whole summer full of uh, live stream events, so it's actually going to be really cool to see how this happens. It's just you know if you if you don't have anything to show, then just don't show it. Yeah. Because uh, uh, and that's the same with even a game I'm looking forward to scoring. Which had gameplay before, but apparently it was going through so many development changes, uh, or maybe they were just taking their time working on the game, because it was supposed to come out like two years ago, and uh, 
Gordon, they just recently released a trailer for it, but it was just, it was only a cinematic trailer. So those who've never seen the gameplay that came before this trailer, they're like, okay, what do I do in this game? It's just a bunch of really weird, uh, grotesque stuff. Uh, which you know, people who've seen gameplay of this before would know it's actually a first-person Metroidvania shooter uh, where you're using grotesque guns and fighting grotesque enemies. Yeah. And, you know, going through this, like, uh, Metroid, uh, uh, you know, the Metroid facility, which sounds really cool. I mean, a very effed-up Metroid, that's that's kind of cool. But, you know, you want to know that from seeing the cin- the cinematic trailer, which doesn't tell anything about what the Not game is all. like. Not at all. I mean, it made no. me uncomfortable, which I think was the point. It was supposed to be yeah. weird and it- uncomfortable and, and um, you know, it was, it, you know, uh, awkward. The, the game is so inspired by H.R. Uh, Geiger that it's not even funny. Like, it looked like it was ripping off Aliens. Um, very... Uh, graphic almost phallic in some of the uh some of the imagery but yeah i had no idea that that's what the game was at all um i mean i'm probably even more excited more more anticipating to play it now that i know it's going to be you know metroidvania style but yeah i had no idea um the uh the funny thing that uh, i was talking to to my buddy owen on that my co-host on the land cave we were talking about of all these games the one that actually had some color was Call of the Sea. Like all the others are like gritty and dark and graphic. And then you have Call of the Sea, which is bright and colorful. It almost seemed like a, something that would show up on Nintendo Switch, which uh, now I'm going to Google and see if it's going to show up on Nintendo Switch. It might because there's the thing is Microsoft is still doing that deal with Nintendo where they are porting some of their stuff onto Switch. Yeah. Like they've done it, I mean, at least for their smaller games, they did it for... Cuphead and Ori in the Blind Forest. And Cuphead, uh, yeah, Cuphead, so- man, I love Cuphead, but I will say, I don't know if you got this problem with your Switch. You, you have the regular Switch, right? Yeah, but I, I didn't play it on the Switch. I played Cuphead okay. on PC. I played it on yeah. PC as well, but I, I was thinking with this, uh, with the regular Switch, and I, we're, not, we're obviously audio only, but the regular Switch, just from gripping the, uh, the Joy-Cons on the Switch... My left Joy-Con now has connectivity issues where uh, after a while it will tell me that it's detached and I have to see, unseat and reseat the, the, the Joy-Con. And imagining a game like Cuphead and the frustration when you grip your controller. And it's, the problem is the, um, uh, the connectivity on these rails. Uh, basically, I basically threw through brute force of just gripping, not even that hard, have caused it to, to have some connectivity issues. Switch Lite isn't going to have that problem. I got Whitney Switch Lite next to me because those are permanently uh, seated on there. But I didn't play it on Cuphead because I knew I would be gripping it harder in and, and, and anticipating uh, the movement. And Cuphead's great, but I just knew that I was going to grab the controller a little harder out of... not not I'm not even talking about like grabbing and trying to break my Switch, but just anticipating movements or being like tense your hands get tense and they they cramp up a little bit on your on the controllers which normally you don't notice but apparently i cramp uh, my hands i kind of grip it a little heavy and uh i don't know if it's the joy con or if it's the switch that's called it's a problem now but um yeah i have no idea because i have not experienced that yeah. issue but I, not, also not a lot of people have but and the people who have have said oh yeah i gra- i i realize i grip the 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 console so apparently i grip a little stronger than some people when it comes to uh uh, gaming 
Well, then I would recommend a pro controller. Oh, yeah. I, no, mean, I, that, I love my yeah. pro controller, but then I got to set this up. Like, you okay. know, uh, and no, I love the pro controller, but I'd have to either dock it or I'd have to, you know, put it on a stand. Um, the pro controller is great, though. It's fantastic. And that's probably the best way to play Breath of the Wild is the pro okay. controller. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that there you have it. I I mean, we'll have to see how the other ones play out. But, I mean, the, 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 the end of the day, just if you have something to show, show it. If you don't, then don't spend the time telling us how awesome it is. Because, yeah. I mean, we, we get it because a lot of... A lot of these developers, they are really excited to talk. I mean, they're they're excited for these games to come out because you know it was their passion. But I mean, you know, the the audience aren't really going to click with your passion if you don't have any visuals to show it with. It yeah. Just that's just kind of how psych, psychology works with you know presentations. That's why Sony has had they had a good streak for a while with just having when they had their E three press conferences. Uh, well, except for the last one, but. For two year, two or three years in a row, their press conferences was just a reel of announcements, reveals, announcements, reveals. Like, they just kept things going. And whether or not the, that game was interested, you were interested in that game, they just, like, moved on to the next thing. I mean, it wasn't until the last year where they screwed up by trying to have a, you know, a big visual uh, conference or but Yeah. That, uh, I so, still I still contend that if they had if we didn't have to wait right so they had like a presentation and then like there was a lull while they moved the audience if they had done that like two or three hours prior and all we got was like an edited version of what they experienced it would have been fine but man that start stop start stop was killing it we're gonna move the audience here we're gonna move the audience there anyways if you guys saw it you know what I'm talking about yeah but 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 yeah but I mean the the whole point is. The, those times or the, the uh, wh- whenever the a a uh, uh, a press uh, conference, you know, people really love. They love it because they didn't they didn't spend time talking about. Oh man, we're just so excited to show this or show that. They just went straight forward, and uh, you know there was just a lot of excitement going on because there was a lot of things being shown, and they just kept things at a great speed. And if yep. they were to stop to talk about like a new hardware new console they'll do it they'll be very informative and then they'll just keep going to the next thing and then i just think that's how these even these digital pressers should be so yeah. hopefully microsoft does that for july and same with sony uh whenever they do their ps5 reveal i mean they, they have to now because th- there's been leaks of it possibly releasing in october so at some point sony's gotta come out of the box and talk about the ps5 but yeah or, you know, the console itself and then what games will launch it. But until then, yeah, I'm looking forward to what comes of the summer with these digital stream events. Uh, we got, I think, two summer gaming uh, gaming events to replace E3 for presentations. And then I think Bethesda's even doing one in the summer, too. I don't know when, though, but I think it might be replacing their QuakeCon because they canceled QuakeCon this year. They might, they might do that instead. I'm. Th- that's just me throwing out something. I, I don't know yet, but you know, looking forward to what comes next. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, and if you yeah, obviously, if you want to uh, check that out, you know, obviously listen to, listen to this show uh, and check out the Land Cave uh, on Facebook and YouTube and uh, and all that kind of stuff. We're uh, we're a podcast. So a shameless plug here, but uh, YouTube channel podcast, and we're live every Facebook. Uh, uh, sorry, live every Thursday on Facebook. Um, 
So you can check, check us out for that. And then, you know, if you want to just look at these digital press uh, and see what the schedule for that is, summergamefest.com is yeah. the uh, website. And I don't see Bethesda on here, but, you know, I, would, I wouldn't doubt that Todd Howard and the team do something uh, or have something ready to go. Um, but yeah, if you don't, if you don't have anything to show, don't, don't show anything. Just, we'll yeah. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, they, uh, Bethesda's got some other games, uh, you know, besides, you know, the, the obvious ones. Cause, uh, uh, Arcane Studios has some projects and yeah, th- so we'll see. Uh, actually before we go, uh, there is just one little bonus and that is, uh, cause this is breaking news, but that's, uh, Tony Hawk uh, just they or at least uh, they just announced that they're doing a remaster of uh, the first two games in one. It's even going to have additional content, but it's also going to have st- split-screen multiplayer included in along with uh, additional multiplayer. And it's coming September third uh, for PS4, Xbox One, PC. How do you feel about this? Are you into Tony Hawk? Tony Hawk Two was one of the best games, and I didn't get to see. Did they talk about the soundtrack on there? Because that's... Uh, yeah, they 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 said that the the soundtrack is remastered. The the interesting thing is this is going to be made by by Curious Visions. Mm-hmm. And they are the same guys who brought uh, Crash. Uh, yeah. 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 So uh, Crash and I think Spire. No, Spire was someone else. Never mind. Vicarious yeah. Visions was Crash. Uh, they did the Crash uh, Insane Trilogy, and they're the same ones they're doing. And they're basically. Uh, I'm, it's weird that they're not playing the third one, but at least the first two uh, Tony Hawk games, they're going to be ones. So you're going to probably be in. Uh, you know, get to be in. Uh, skate parts from the first two and just like Cra- a crash insane trilogy they've done a gorgeous job like if you i would recommend seeing the trailer because it's it's unreal how they're able to kind of make everything look like yeah a very beautiful update of it and yet the animation is very much like a, a almost a modern skate game which we haven't had in a while so yeah. it's really cool to see hopefully the tony hawk franchise has had a few duds so now with them, you know, being on their own, not having to work for Activision, maybe this new uh, this new thing will work out for them. I'm looking forward to it. September third, just uh, pointing that out, uh, is the Tony Hawk One Plus Two uh, remaster. Yeah, uh, that's what they're calling it. Did confirm if they said most of the soundtrack. They did okay, not say. The they didn't say it's the full. So that's the big thing that I was thinking about when it comes when it comes to this because the way that copyright law is is that. When they come out with the game, you get they you're licensing the music for the game in the release that you're releasing it. So if you then do a remaster or port to a next generation console, you have to go back and get the okay for every single uh, for for the licensing for those games. So if they're all under one music umbrella, that's easy. Uh, if they're not under the same uh, li- the same uh, licensing uh, agreement that you can't get them bundled then you got to go to each individual one um similar but not the quite the similar thing as as rare when it comes to uh goldeneye it's the reason goldeneye hasn't been um been on anything else was because of the copyright in uh rare and 
uh, Rare Nintendo and one other third party all having rights to specific parts of the game. So if you can't yeah, get all of it, that's why they had to do a reimagine of it. Yep, yeah. they had to do a reimagine because they can't get the original because no one will agree to uh, to releasing it because everyone wants everyone wants a big cut of it. Um, which yeah. come on, just just split it, split it in in amicable three ways. I guess Nintendo should get a bigger cut because it'll probably go on Switch, and everyone will buy that game. So just. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy Tony Hawk. It's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah, it, and they, then you know, even though it won't be all the soundtrack, they even said that there, there's some additional uh, modes and mm-hmm. content added. I, I don't, now they, I don't know what the specifics are on that, but they put that in the trailer. So it's, I mean, that's that's a really nice package. I mean, I remember when uh, uh, Crash Team Racing came out, and that was from Beanox, but that was you know a remaster of i mean the same way it's you know doing crash uh racing but with uh, you know gorgeous graphics but they also added in like modes and all the cars and characters from crash nitro kart from vicarious vision just put it in one game so uh the fact they're at least putting the first two i don't know what's the deal with the fourth one or the third one and yeah because uh i was like well why not the whole trilogy but maybe i don't know what Maybe there's something up with the third one, my. But uh, still looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's one thing I wanted to bring out. Anyway, that is all for the show. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Patrick, again. And I, you know, I wish you the best on everything that's going on in life, both you and Whitney. I Heck hope Whitney's yeah. doing all right. Oh yeah, yeah, we're doing well. We're staying safe and staying active. Do what you can to get out of the house, even if you're walking around. Clear your head. <laughs> I, I would I would be moder I would I would have moderation about getting out of the house because there's a lot of dumb people out of uh, the house right just now. Just walking around, doing something okay. to doing something to get to get out of your uh, get out of the rut. Even if you're just taking a drive, sometimes we just get in the car and just take a drive for a little while. We did that okay. on Sunday. We drove around for like over an hour, just meandering around, but just getting out of the house, roll the windows down, and relax. All right. Well, not not a bad deal. Anyway, and Patrick, you already did your plug-in, so I'm just going to do my plug-in, yeah. and that is philox76 uh, at gmail.com, philok76 at gmail.com. Uh, us on Facebook and Instagram, and Twitter at chasepawn64, and the websites are pawnspress.wordspress.com and soundcloud slash, uh, soundcloud.com slash pawn... Pawn Express. I am working on trying to get link these two together. Yeah. Uh, I'm working on my RS because uh, I've been having trouble trying to connect. Uh, you know, uh, my podcast other reach with uh, my R- RSS feed, and uh, but I am talking with some uh, people to help me with that. So uh, we'll work something out. But yeah, and uh, coming up again, I have three shows. Uh, this Friday, this Friday, and that is uh, the Pawn Theater again, Scoob, the Cat Butthole Cut, and a couple of indie films, including How to Build a Girl. And then also some film students are going to talk about how they're going to do their uh, 24-hour film race despite, you know. And then, you know, later that time is uh, the Gaming Tadpole Part 2 with Brett. Uh, so that will be exciting. Anyway, thank you so much, and uh, see you another time, or talk to you guys later. <laughs> <laughs>